0: the yell ever ever return find let's, out next week let's vote on it <laughs> vote now on your phone.
1: Yeah, will vote
2: now. <laughs> yeah, will the, uh it's it not should it return it is
0: will it return yeah vote 6 for yes for no vote 9
3: I personally know what I'm gonna
0: vote and it's a solid 69 yeah yeah <laughs> nice <laughs>
3: Nice. So um this week I think we have some some grievances to air. We do? Some feelings to
0: I goddamn do.
3: This is this is a drama channel now. Um
0: <laughs> Yeah. We've okay. got some beef with balls. Bring it. Wait. What? <laughs> no we don't. What <laughs> <I'm kidding>. no, <laughs> spread we don't spread that around. Don't 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 yeah, don't don't spread that to balls
3: we don't even know them and they seem very nice from their show
0: yeah i don't know just like interacting with other podcasts
3: yeah we're just trying to bait people into talking to us please yep. yeah. <laughs> we're really very nice this this is a facade this yeah this uh, is like
2: this is that like hard punk rock facade you know when you see a punker for the first time but a we're punker. posers fucking punker. What the punker? Fuck? Are you eighty?
3: Travis, you see one of those punker boys for the first time. I (laughs) 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 fuck (laughs) your music is too. Have you look? I live with Travis for two years, and I can confirm he's actually eighty-five, celebrating (laughs) a crisp eighty-six next month. (laughs) So he, uh, so the answer to your question, Ben, yes, he is.
2: I I do complain about loud music. Yeah, you do.
3: (laughs) I I will go ahead and say this. I am very old in that I do in fact not like live music at bars because it is too loud. (laughs) And yeah. I go to bars to talk to my friends.
0: Well, there's specifically like one bar in Huntsville that the acoustics are so fucking terrible inside of that and i don't understand why they book the bands that they do but every time i am inside of that bar and a band is playing it feels like every inch of me is being vibrated it feels like i'm a hitachi magic wand and i don't like it
2: i'm trying to to figure out which one it is is it the goose what
0: i'm not answering any questions
2: oh damn
0: bar my guess is
2: either the Goose or Copper Top. That's I'm, I'm not answering guess, any questions Because those this are time. two of the smallest bars I've ever been in.
0: No.
3: Or Voodoo. I was about to say, my guess is Voodoo.
2: Yeah, Voodoo is fucking tiny. Voodoo. I'm not going to answer
0: any questions. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to say this the same way every time. <laughs>
3: so, so as to not
0: give away the answer.
3: Um... For our dear listeners who don't live in Huntsville and don't know what bars we're talking about, Voodoo is basically a hallway. Um, It's a basement hallway. It's a basement hallway that somebody was like, we should turn this into a, and it is a very cool bar. It is really cool. It's tiny.
0: Imagine the hallway from high school and cut it in half and then that's what you're left with.
3: Um, my main complaint about Voodoo is the fact that they do not have a Yu show poster on their wall. Uh, and the fact that every time a bar plays there, it feels like your entire body is being vibrated. <laughs> uh, anyways.
0: I've never been inside of Voodoo when a band was there, but I have been in there a couple of times. And I also think like my taste with them was tainted because of the person I was hanging around with at the time. Mm. but yeah yeah
3: ben is determined to turn this into a drama channel
0: fuck yeah yeah i want to spill some beans
3: just, he's just like vague Booking right now.
0: I can't do it on Facebook because I'm on a fucking ban yeah. for being sarcastic. Ben's
2: banned through Facebook, so Again. he's just Facebook posting on our show right now. Yes. Ben,
3: ben gets banned from Facebook like every couple of weeks and he always comes to us like we're disappointed. Like we're gonna be mad at him. Like we're gonna ground him.
0: I'm just what pissed did off. you do
3: this time, Ben? <laughs> yeah so what did you do this time ben now you have to tell the class
0: <laughs> yeah so a friend of ours made a post about defense that was that she was being sarcastic about uh restaurant workers and i was continuing the sarcasm only and i continued her violence only i was a little too violent i fucking guess you were
2: a little too socialist is what the problem was
0: uh, fucking apparently fuck <laughs> uh all I really said was And I should have added the slash S To really denote sarcasm But I still would have cut a ban It was like uh, Yeah burn them all down And seize the means of burritos That is what I said And I got a three day ban for it And that's a good
2: fucking line Like it's bullshit that you got banned for that Someone must have like Hardcore reported you or something
3: I,
0: I, cannot I don't
3: know I believe That you threatened Taco Bell like that
0: Yeah That's fair uh, they I'm, own I am I'm, I'm going to adopt Live Moss as my religion, <laughs> and no one can stop me from binge drinking now, because yeah. hey, it is a I part of my Baja religion. Blast. Fuck or yes. Talk uh, about. Yeah, uh, Baja Blast with vodka in it is the one way I will still drink vodka anymore. Let's do this.
2: Baja uh, Blast with tequila in it.
0: Fuck yeah, that's,
2: oh, that's fucking awesome.
0: The uh, icy. Fucking Baja Blast Ooh. with with that tequila in it is fucking great. Uh, also, Vodka. In a Baja v- Blast, Vodka is only if you want to be dead. <laughs> That's uh, it's if you don't want to wake up for a couple of days and then feel like you murdered somebody when you get up. That's yeah. when you drink that feel
3: or feel like someone murdered you.
0: Yes, yeah, you, you. feel both like the murderer and the victim at the same time.
3: You are the murderer and the murdery.
0: (laughs) It was me in the uh, foyer with the (laughs) vodka.
3: Against myself. (laughs) Yeah. We don't have a foyer.
0: (laughs) Speak foyer yourself. Hey. That's the proper response.
3: There. See, (laughs) listeners, we talked about nothing for a little while. Are you happy? (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Seinfeld bass riff. <laughs>
3: who are they talking to <laughs> that's what
0: my parents are saying right now oh, God. cats out of the bag I live with my parents uh...
3: so. alright I want to get to hot red headed demon ladies
2: yeah, yeah me what's too the, what's
0: this episode called uh, as time it's, goes by it's called as time goes by and take named, a
3: stab at it, Travis. Named after the song from Casablanca. Yeah. Would you oh, like to my, take a stab at it? Tra-
2: yeah, am I taking a stab at it? Okay. Take
3: take a stab at it, Travis.
2: Um. So this episode is one of those like secret musical episodes that is somehow in every American television sitcom. <laughs> 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 you know how there's like in anime, there's like the beach episode. And in kids shows, there's like the shrink down and go inside somebody episode. For some reason, in adult television, it's the this episode is a musical, and that's exactly what it is. And they just sing a bunch of songs from old movies.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's exactly had, what happens. We don't have to talk about it now. Cool. Uh, See you next week, guys.
3: Un- unrelated realization, <laughs> but I had a realization today you know what the creepiest song to hear sung in a group is what's that uh we'll meet again
2: oh yeah Mm. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. we'll meet
3: again don't know where don't Don't know know when when. that's just that's just fucking terrifying yeah there's
0: a 80s song that that reminds me of it's like uh like I'm Chasing You It's the lady singing it And she gets like progressively angrier As the song goes on What? I don't know this song Let's see i gonna guess 90's Song Angry Woman Let's see I'll find it and I'll send it to you guys. Cool. Because it's going to take me a minute. Might be an 80s. Although I could call my sister and she could be on podcast uh, again accidentally. That's always a fun time.
3: <laughs> I uh, don't know what song you're talking about either, but I will go ahead and say... The reason why that song is so creepy when it's stuck in a group, we'll meet again, is because um, at the end, of if you sing that song in like a choir or a group at a party, after you finish, you immediately have to go drink poison and die. So that's just absolutely fucking terrifying to me. (laughs) And this episode kind of reminded me of that feeling because as time goes by, also has a very like, I mean, they're both, you know, written around the same time. They're both kind of World War II songs or like associated with World War II stuff. Wartime songs, man. Yeah. Yeah. They're weird. So, all right. Are, are we ready to review this yeah. fucking episode?
2: Yeah, I think I'm, so. I'm ready. I'm so ready.
3: Are you? Are we all fucking ready? yeah okay let's fucking let's do it let's do it this episode is called as time goes by it's a season eight episode
2: um
3: season eight episode 12 yes okay great um
2: i've got one question yes where was this episode in season six
0: you know what that's a good point travis if this was like
2: where where has this been the whole time lurking in the brain of Adam Glass. Why did we have to have Grandpa Campbell when we could have had Grandpa Winchester?
3: You know what? This show is obsessed with bringing back grandparents (laughs) (laughs) only to kill them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got a a fucking missing grandparent.
2: This (laughs) episode... In one episode, this episode covered mm. what eight episodes of season six covered.
3: You know, you know well, what? I'm... You're damn. You're right. I have nothing else yeah. yeah. to say to that. I you know,
0: Yes, I do. I got something too. You should have seen his know? death coming because Henry's bitch ass was wearing white.
3: I mean, but like
2: under a blue suit. I
3: liked Henry. I yeah.
2: love Henry. Henry, honestly. Henry.
3: Henry was pretty
2: great. Yeah. I, there is a lot of stuff that I loved about this episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, like, basically, Henry, the whole setup for the Men of Letters, um, sexy redheaded demon lady.
3: Hell yeah. Um,
2: like, the whole John's journal coming back in a new and more relevant way. Um, there was a lot of stuff I liked. That being said, not a perfect episode. It's a very exposition via Henry Winchester episode. But there, there is also- I will... I will grant it it's faults for being better than all of season 6 combined. <laughs>
0: bro, that's that bar is on the fucking ground.
2: <laughs> I know that bar is on the ground. It's when no, they but finally I, got it up off of there. I actually
3: sure. didn't uh, like think about it that way, but you're absolutely right. This episode does in one fucking episode what the entire season 6 Grample's storyline attempted and fucking failed. Yes. But, disappointing father figure coming back and interacting with his grandsons who he's never met before and having some connection to the supernatural that like Sam and Dean aren't aware of and kind of being like you know not perfect but trying to do what's best for their child like yeah this is yeah. this is good
2: I let's let's outline what happens in this episode before we go farther because I got too excited. Okay, and now now we're start. We're almost in too deep.
3: This episode begins with Henry Winchester, John Winchester's father, um, played by Gil McKinney, going in to say goodnight to his son, a young John. He is leaving a little little late in the day, um, by which it is like I don't know midnight thirty. It's late uh, to go to his final like initiation meeting for the men of letters a secret organization that um also fights against the supernatural except unlike hunters they're more about fighting with books and Mm -hmm. knowledge at this meeting unfortunately all the men of letters are attacked by abaddon a demon that possesses josie another initiate and henry's friend Uh, and Henry barely escapes with a box that the men of letters were trying to protect um, from Abaddon. Uh, He barely escapes and travels forward in time to 2013 where he meets his grandsons Sam and Dean, finds out that John is dead and has been dead for years and he is actually a disappeared dad. Uh, Abaddon also follows him to the future (laughs) and just kills... A laundry list of people trying to get this fucking box.
2: This is a big death list in this episode. Yeah, a this is lot of people. biggest death list die. in an episode in a while. Yeah.
3: yeah. Especially since, like, recently it just feel like, oh, we had one or two people in the beginning, and then. And then we're good. Um. Abaddon very nearly gets the box a couple of different times. Uh we figure out that the men of letters kind of have some, like, Indiana Jones stuff going on, um, or, like, honestly, they kind of reminded me most of, um like, national treasure, like, style hunting shenanigans, like treasure hunting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, instead of just outright saying, hey, go here to figure out the secret, they have all these symbols and codes and secret, you know, Uh, secret hideouts and we see how uh, Henry would have seen the world back in the fifties when the, you know, which is the time that he's from. Um, We also uh, find out that there is a sort of safe place. The men of letters have that is warded against fucking everything we find this out because Sam goes to the last living Men of Letters, um, one of the only people to survive Abaddon's attack, and uh, he tells Sam about this and tells him to like put the box there and never let it out because the box is the key to just a shit ton of magical knowledge, and that's why Abaddon's after it. Um, It turns out that Abaddon is actually possessing that man, men of letters' wife. He kills, or she kills him, and then kidnaps Sam and arranges a a you know exchange Sam for the box. Yeah, Um, Dean agrees, and then they defeat Abaddon in one of the most creative ways I think the show yeah, has ever pulled the,
2: off. The coolest way to kill a demon yes. that has ever been depicted in this show. The yeah.
3: re- and the reason why they have to uh, do it in this crazy way, as opposed to using the demon knife, is it turns out Abaddon is a super special, awesome demon, covered in chocolate sauce and rainbows, and can't be mm-hmm. killed by normal demon-killing ways. Um but we also get a cool moment with Henry where he was like, yeah, obviously demons can't be killed by, you know, normal pieces of cutlery. It'd have to be a demon-killing knife from the Kurds. And Dean's <laughs> like, this is this is in fact a demon-killing knife from the Kurds. And Henry's <laughs> like, how did you get a demon-killing knife from the fucking Kurds? <laughs> uh, Abaddon's head is separated with... Okay, so they sh- Dean shoots Abaddon the head with a... Bullet that has a devil's trap carved into it. God, it's
2: so which fucking is just cool. So
3: good. Um, and then they give her a little like, "I have no mouth and yet I must scream." Treatment. Uh, treatment. Yeah. yeah, which was also good. I love. I love that. That's just good.
0: It was hype.
2: Yeah. yeah. A- Abaddon also had this really cool demon power where she could like basically breathe a little bit of her essence into someone to yeah. steal their memories,
3: which was pretty, pretty, pretty tight.
2: Yeah. Cause she, that way she didn't have to like all out, uh, possess Ten. someone to Ten. get yeah. those memories and then she could just kill them anyway.
3: Yeah. Unfortunately during the prisoner exchange, uh, Henry is killed by Abaddon and he dies Henry, or Sam and Dean give their grandfather a burial fit for a men of letters, um, and have a conversation about their family legacy, which I actually really loved. I thought that was a really touching scene, yes. uh, towards the end. And then they also decide that they're going to track down the, um, place, like the, the super guarded place that the last men of letters, Larry, was talking about.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I just gotta say, I feel like this has been probably one of the most lore-intensive episodes that we have seen in quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we learned so much in just this episode, Mm -hmm. where in previous seasons, it would take us an entire season to get this much knowledge
0: yeah i feel like if you stacked up all of the leviathan episodes of season seven and the entirety of season six Mm -hmm. either one of those options have as much information as this one episode by itself yeah and not only that it's more interesting especially for the season six thing yeah yeah
3: so, um, but like you said, this isn't a perfect episode, and some of the issues that I had were, um, I do think, again, this is just any show that's in a late season is going to run into this, where they're just, like, throwing shit against the wall, mm-hmm. um, and I think, I think your mileage may vary just on how willing you're your like, how how much you accept the explanation that, oh, we haven't heard of the men of letters because they're kind of extinct.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: But but they weren't extinct. Like, we still had members running around. You're telling me Larry, in all of his years, never, like, talked about it or tried to get a new chapter going or anything? Um, I mean, I guess I mean, it's believable, be, to, but...
2: Yeah, I mean, like, especially after the night that he had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: I guess I'm also using a little bit of future knowledge here because spoiler men of letters stuff comes back. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. And
3: the more it gets introduced, I think the less this explanation of well the reason why no nobody ever knows about it, no hunter ever is, you know, aware of it or has never mentioned it before is because um you know, it's pretty much been destroyed. I think that excuse just kind of doesn't hold up as much, the more Men of Letters stuff they introduce.
2: Yeah. I I think the excuse of the, like, the, like, jock nerd tension between Men of Letters and Hunters is what keeps Hunters from knowing about Men of Letters shit.
3: Right. Uh, Because
2: I I loved that dynamic.
3: I will say, yeah, no, that was a really fucking awesome dynamic. And Henry uh, just being, like, You guys were supposed to be men of letters like I I don't understand like how are you not why are you guys basically dumbos yeah he was like
2: how are you guys
3: (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe oh oh my god I just threw him out a little but I can't believe I even had to say that (laughs) that's crazy. Oh no no no! That's Henry's reaction to. Hunter's. Oh
2: okay, I thought I was like, "Damn my my foley is a little too intense there." No, you're good.
3: <laughs> it was perfect. It was spot on. <laughs> thought you were really throwing up. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, no, it was definitely um, that that conflict and that dynamic was great. Uh, oh, I will also go ahead and say one of the more I think disappointing things not only this episode but in how John is treated from here on out well let's let's I want to get y'all's opinion how do you think they treat John in this episode
2: I think they give him (laughs) I mean they treat him a lot better than we do
1: yeah
3: (laughs) that is true
2: um I mean I think like I can't remember who it was. Like, Sam brings up that, he, like, obviously he wasn't the best dad. Mm-hmm. But he did do his best, even though it was not <laughs> not great. Um, I don't know. I think they're basically trying to build in the, like, John had a lot of issues stemming from his dad disappearing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's what they're trying to roll with. Like, basically, I feel like they are trying to paint John not as, like, this abusive father, but more of just a guy who has dealt with trauma after trauma, Mm. and eventually it destroyed him? I don't know. I think... yeah, uh, yeah. That, That's they're basically trying to be like, oh, John was full of trauma and we should feel a little bit bad about it.
3: Yeah, I think that um, they're definitely, I think you're right, Travis, they're definitely painting John's legacy as a father in a more rose-colored light that I think we've done on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, you know, it is possible to have a parent who wasn't perfect, and as an adult, be able to kind of look back and be like, you know what, uh, my, my dad fucked up. Yeah. But I know that he loved me, or whatever. Um, but like some of the stuff he did was just, you know
2: toxic and horrible.
3: Yeah, in in I mean to me, one of one of John's I don't know, not not best moments is when he basically was like, Hey Dean, I'm gonna need you to kill your brother if he turns evil. Like that was not That was not A-plus parenting material. (laughs)
2: That wasn't great. I
3: think there's explicitly in a what to expect when you're expecting, I think there's actually a chapter on not petting your sons against each other, like they're fucking Cain and Abel.
0: Um,
3: (laughs) In fact, do not do that. Uh, Even if one of them turns out to be the Antichrist, like, you should not, um, not fucking ask that of your children. It's just too much. Honestly, just at that point, just kill your son yourself. You know what I mean? Take responsibility, Mm -hmm. but um, and I think that I don't know, the show is trying to sweep under some of John's like Darker, Really dark. I mean, it's, that's dark, right? It's dark to be like, hey, son, no matter how justified you think your reasoning is, it's dark to be like, hey, son, I'm going to need you to kill your brother because he might turn evil.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And
3: this was a big fucking deal. This wasn't like
2: yeah, that, fine. What, uh, what season was that? Was that like all of season three, four?
3: That was two. Yeah, two. two. Oh, fuck. So I mean I know it's been a while, but and I don't know, I just kind of would expect that Sam especially would have some like mixed feelings on this. Like I feel like Sam for the rest of his life, anytime somebody's like, I don't know, John smiled at me once, he gets to be like, Oh really? Did he? Because he told Deed to kill me in case I turn evil <laughs> instead of having a fucking conversation. I feel like Sam just gets to have that. Don't you mm-hmm. don't you you know what I mean? Yeah. So for sure. for, for the show to turn around and be like Guys, John was flawed. (laughs) We will admit that. But was it that bad? Probably not. And then for Sam to be like, no, I know it was mostly fine. It's just kind of confusing to me.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I feel like you're right. They are just trying to put some rose-tinted color onto John.
0: Yeah, I think a showrunner was like, "Hey, uh, maybe we hit John a little hard. Maybe we like maybe we try and humanize him a little fucking bit."
2: I don't uh, even think that the show itself has hit John that hard. Like, I think the hardness of John has come mostly from us.
0: What I I mean is that it's given, like, people like us enough uh, ammunition to call John out as a bad dad.
2: Oh, okay. So now they're trying to be like, okay, soften your blows a little bit. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. That's what I mean.
3: I think, I don't know. Personally, I don't think they realize how... No, that's not true. I do think they realize how fucked up like some of the things that John did to Sam and Dean was.
0: Yeah.
3: Um I just think that it's it's I think it's one of those that want to have their cake and eat it too.
0: Yeah.
3: Um well, I don't know. I think sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I'm just not a fan of it in this. Particular
0: instance, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fair.
3: Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I really love this episode. Uh, I think that the actress who plays Abaddon is great. Her name's Elena Huffman, also known for *The Perfection*, *Smallville*, and *Painkiller Jane*. Oh, mm. um, yeah, we we'll got
0: some options coming up for goddamn. Uh, Let you, I guess. Yeah.
3: I'm pretty sure that the perfection was also um, written by somebody involved with Supernatural. Mm. I'm like ninety-five percent sure. Yes, uh, one of the writers, Eric Carmelo, uh, was a producer on Supernatural and a writer, and wrote. Oh God. wrote my heart will go on okay you can't handle the truth Mm. mannequin three the reckoning okay dog dean afternoon
2: we're not there yet are we nope
3: we're not but that's one of the episodes a couple of months ago i asked on twitter um i posted that meme that was like to written by a poorly disguised writer fetish and oh. I put on Twitter, I was like, hey, what episode of uh, Supernatural does this relate to? And everybody was like, the one with Dean and the dog. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. ha. <laughs> I mean, y'all are right. <laughs> um but he also wrote the purge Ask Jeeves he's written he's written a handful of episodes and i'm excited to watch the perfection from the trailers it looks amazing so yeah hell yeah um but yeah i think elena huffman did a really good job
0: yeah she really did Um uh... Um, and
2: Henry Winchester also did a great job.
3: Yes. His uh, name.
2: Gil McKinney.
3: Gil McKinney, also known for.
0: He's Once been. Once Upon in, a
3: Time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. He's also in Criminal Minds, Masters of Sex, uh, Friday Night Lights. You mean Hitchcock? A guy who looks
2: like that is in a show called Master of Sex. Tell he's, me something I don't know. He was
0: also in <laughs> LA Noir as Jack Kelso.
2: Oh, no. Oh, way. shit.
0: Yeah, so we could we could definitely play LA Noir. We
2: could definitely just play all of LA Noir nope,
0: for what that, I, I didn't say that. I did not say that. We could play like an hour of it.
3: We can just watch cutscenes from LA Noir.
0: Actually, yeah, fuck it.
3: So he's also in Kings of Khan. He's also in one episode of The Mentalist, so we can watch all of The Mentalist.
0: His first movie credit is Jeepers Creepers 2. Ooh.
3: Ooh.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, hang on. He's not like an actor in that, though, is he? Yeah, he is. If it says volunteer something or other.
0: I thought it, it says team, team. It says team member. Okay. Oh, team
3: member? I draw the fucking line at extras. We cannot be right. like.
0: <laughs> Chill the fuck out for a second. So in Jeepers Creepers <laughs> 2, it's about a football team. <laughs> So, it very easily could be he's a just on the bus. And you know what? Let's see here. You know what? I don't see him in the forecast. All right. Let's see. <laughs> What's this guy's name? Named Gil McKinney? Yes. His, mm-hmm. It's his team member. And he's not in, like, the crew. He's in the cast list.
2: Oh, okay. So, so, he's on the football team.
0: Yeah, he's on the football team, and he's on the bus.
3: So, he is an extra, <laughs> probably maybe a featured extra.
0: We've we've done more with less before.
3: No, no, yeah, we haven't. Have. Yes, we when, have. When have we done more? We've <laughs> made a less. podcast
0: about Supernatural.
3: <laughs> yeah. What?
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't believe you didn't see that coming. <laughs> I think Travis did.
3: I don't think that counts.
0: Nah, come on. No. You know you want to watch Sheeper's Creepers, too? I've got no. other reasons. I, I have plenty of other reasons to pick this movie, so. Yeah.
3: That are Supernatural related?
0: Yeah, there is. <laughs> uh, look at the, the fifth name Gee. on the list.
3: No, I don't want to. Hold
0: on. All right, I will. I think Nikki. Yep, 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 yep. Nikki A. Cox. One, two, three, four, five, yep. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is is we got a really excellent twofer. You don't have to count it as a twofer if you don't want to. But it is a twofer.
3: All right, I'll, we can, yeah, I'll allow it for Meg 1,
0: <laughs> but again,
3: I draw the line in extras. That is not.
0: There is no line. There
3: is a line.
0: No. Nah. specifically
3: stated when we Viewers, decided to listeners, do LSA, vote on your phones there was a right line. Now.
0: Six for this is cool, <laughs> nine if it's not. You know the correct answer to this question.
3: So, okay. It's six. Sorry, listeners, this is behind the scenes drama that Ben and I are gonna fist fight in the park later too. about.
0: No, you already said that I was like damned to make this into a drama podcast.
3: So for real though. <laughs> you seem determined. Let's talk about, let's get back to the fucking episode and not uh then right. um, change yeah. the to rules on LSA. <laughs> okay anyways. to
2: get back to it. I think I've pretty much liked every supernatural episode that has dealt with time travel.
0: You know, that's fair.
2: Like, so far, every time travel supernatural plot has been pretty okay. I'm not going to say perfect or good, but it's been pretty okay.
3: Have they had an episode that was just like. I know they did Frontierland, but have they ever had an episode that was just like titled a complete. You what? know. Back to the Future ripoff.
2: Um, like, have they
3: just called an episode Back to the Future yet? I don't think I,
2: so. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they ever did that.
3: Hmm. Let's see. So, what do you think about the Men of Letters, Travis?
2: Uh, I love it. I love that they're like basically a secret society that does magic and shit. And summons demons to everyone's worst. <laughs> like, I don't, it seems inevitable with secret societies that do magic. You're going to summon a demon by accident and it's going to be a bad time for everyone. And I love that.
3: I like how fucking weak they are.
2: Oh, yeah. They're all fucking jobbers. They Seriously. Because they're not hunters. They don't fight. They just like, oh, we're just going to do some knowledge about this.
3: They're basically there to observe. Yeah. Oh man. My favorite line of the episode was when Henry arrives in twenty thirteen and he's like, Twenty (laughs) thirteen.
2: The Mayans were wrong. The Mayans were
3: wrong. (laughs) 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 So that was a good one. Yeah. I love that. That was fucking awesome. Um I yeah, I like the Men of Letters a lot. I loved their uh national treasure shenanigans secret societies man just a, oh just yeah a fun time. when
2: um when they went to the graveyard and it was like the people were buried there but it also wasn't the people that were buried there and there was like markings on the headstones that meant different things i thought that was super dope
3: you know what? If you told me that Sam and Dean had to steal the Declaration of Independence because there was a demon killing spell on the back of it, I would be down for it. I would absolutely fucking watch that episode hey, and probably really that enjoy that it.
2: Wasn't an episode.
0: Don't give Travis spoilers for season ten. Come on, now. Right,
3: yeah, I'm sorry. That's that's my fault.
2: I mean, like for real. You could tell me that the entire plot of national treasure is inside of supernatural and I would believe it.
0: Yeah.
3: I, um personally uh, just fucking love secret societies and I actually think we should create our own secret society.
0: Let's do it. I thought we were gonna infiltrate a secret society.
3: Like that well, is something
0: like what I think in the early days of uh Headcast that's something we joked about doing. And making a documentary about it, yeah.
3: I think we could do both.
0: I think we could definitely do both.
3: I think that we should join a secret society bent on destroying that secret society, and then each of us falls in love, and we realize that we can't. Because we've become the mask.
2: Hmm.
0: Uh-huh. All right. Anyway, which one first?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, obviously, we join the secret society first. That's that's always step one. If anything, joining a secret society and then even if we don't fall in love with anyone and then decide to stay with them forever because we've fallen in love with people there. um, We'll at least get some really good tips on how to start running our own secret society, which I think will be pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, so Abaddon is not just a dumb, boring, stupid demon, she is a knight of hell, which is an elite class of demons that were allegedly all destroyed by the archangels, Mm -hmm. but as we know from having been watchers of this show for a while, they are fucking useless, so... She is supposedly, supposedly the last of them.
2: Yeah, definitely the last of them for sure. Wink Absolutely, wink. Yeah. we'll never see Knights of Hell ever again.
3: It'll never fucking come back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> God. Um, Why are we making do,
3: <laughs> disbelieving noises?
2: <laughs> I do like that concept though, that there's just basically just like a demon who ate its Wheaties, and it's not just like Crowley who's in charge of hell, it's like, this is a hand-picked, like, a hand-picked elite fighter, uh, elite warrior for hell, um, yeah, I think that's super cool.
3: Do not go to the Supernatural fandom page for this, Travis, because there are major fucking spoilers.
2: So if I go to SupernaturalWiki.com, not click on this link that says wait, where is it? Knights of Hell. I should not click on that. Do
3: not do that. No, no. click on it.
0: Click on it. Click on it.
2: Click on I it. I definitely won't click on it right now. Son cool. of
3: a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, I have a sniper poised at all entry points to your apartment, and they will fucking shoot. They will take the shot, Travis. That's I swear amazing, to God.
2: Considering I only have two windows, and both of them are covered up with blackout curtains.
3: Yeah, well, they are knights of hell super snipers and they can see through that shit (laughs) also they don't need guns because they're demons i don't know
1: (coughs) Um, guys i
3: had chocolate after uh 10 p.m and now i'm kind of hyper so no i'm just kidding um but there's a quote there's a quote on here uh knights of hell are handpicked by lucifer himself they are the first fallen firstborn demons
2: Um. That I mean, that's fucking dope.
0: What do you think happens next, Travis?
2: <laughs> like, uh, in the context of what? Like, what happens after this, or what happens next with like the Knights of Hell?
0: Well, what I meant. All right, so the episode caps off with like Sam and Dane staring longfully at Henry Winchester's grave, right? Mm -hmm. What do they do next?
3: They get a sandwich.
2: Well, yeah, I'm going to say they're going to fuck around for two episodes, and then they're going to go find out where that box goes.
0: Really, two whole episodes?
2: (laughs) Two whole episodes.
0: Let's see.
2: Because that's the format that I've been uh, grown accustomed to.
0: You know what? Where we get, we get some
2: major plot, and then we get two episodes of fucking around, and then we get back to the plot.
3: And the, I f- think. the fucking around is like, it turns out Slenderman's a tulpa. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: I never a tulpa. Slenderman is a fucking tulpa. <laughs>
0: God damn. All right. Uh, you know, what like do you think happens with the Knights of Hell?
2: I mean, I don't think we'll see him back for a while, but we'll definitely see more Knights of Hell because we've already established for like two seasons now that demons are fucking over. Like demons are not, not a threat any longer and we need to up the stakes. And I think the Knights of Hell are going to be that upping of the stakes Yeah. because we've got demons have gotten too easy
3: we talked about in the beginning of the season how the idea of crowley being the even hinting at crowley being the big bad for season eight is fucking laughable because um he's just not (gasps) a threat
2: oh man are the knights of hell going to become the big bad (gasps) that's that would be that would be awesome
3: this is this is quickly if that's the case this is quickly becoming a case of oops too many big bads oops the, all big bads
2: <laughs> the um so crowley is, so basically here's my prediction the knights of hell are going to usurp crowley and crowley is gonna have to ask sam and dean for help
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's that's what i think is gonna happen
3: how
2: do you think Kevin fits into this? Uh, Kevin, because his name rhymes with heaven. <laughs> okay, so Kevin is currently trying to interpret this most of what is a the demon tablet, mm-hmm. which is like got instructions on how to close the gates of hell, and I think that the knights of hell are going to take over. And then it will be a race to the finish of... Oh, ooh, ooh, no, 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 no. So um, Kevin will have his half translated. And then the Knights of Hell will become a huge, 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 huge threat. And then Crowley will have to crawl come crawling back to Sam and, Dean and ask for help with the other half of the tablet so that they can close off the Knights of Hell into... Uh, they they'll close they'll close the gates with the tablet words and seal off the knights of hell that's that 's what I think will happen
3: Travis Ben and I are looking at you not staring not saying <laughs> anything with completely blank faces
1: <laughs> uh. <laughs>
3: To answer your question, I don't know if that happens. Yep. You know what? Supernatural is not a perfect show. But can we all take a moment and be quietly thankful that at least they never fucking tried to do, like, very special episodes?
0: What do you,
2: you mean? You mean, like, the musical episode I talked about?
3: No, I mean, like, like the thing that... Um, sitcoms and Law and Order and Criminal Minds de- well I guess not really Criminal Minds but Law and Order where they take like you know shit that's happening in the real world and then are like hey we're gonna vaguely adapt it oh, into
2: okay yeah yeah. Like, the, like all the episodes that are about Second Life and furries and gaming and gun violence and all that shit yeah,
3: exactly. yeah and like you know uh, shitty parents and um basically basically shitty parents on supernatural are either like you either uh live or you die and eventually you're thought of as a good person kind of yeah um So yeah uh but I'm I'm just really incredibly glad that they didn't try to handle I don't think they really ever try to handle like super complex stuff. At the end of the day, Supernatural is a show that deals that it's just fun. It's a fun show.
2: I mean, I'll I'll say the closest that they have come is the LARPing episode and the convention episode. Right. I think that's um I think that's the closest example of what you're talking about.
3: I love the idea of Law & Order doing a Dangers of LARPing episode. (laughs) (laughs) And I love the idea of that episode just being LARPing the real girl. Yeah. You mean to tell me that some LARPers, just that John Mulaney bit... You mean to tell me that some <laughs> larpers summon a fairy from an alternate realm and use a book to trap it in its service, and then send it to murder two people? Oh boy! Yeah, I'm really yeah, glad that's, that's what sex addiction is. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Ice t you are a cop. Why do they treat you this way? <laughs> so okay anyways um yeah i i have to say from now on sam and dean should just keep bullets with devil's trap carved it carved into them that yeah. was fucking brilliant so, it's a devil's yeah, trap wh- you can we eat keep at somebody
2: that? because that's amazing <laughs> yeah like that's the best that's the best thing that came out of this ep- well there's a lot of great things that came out of this episode this is in the top five demon trap bullets amazing yeah like i'm honestly shocked that it had not come up sooner
3: i again don't think we're ever gonna see it again what no but we absolutely should we because it's to. so good if they're ever like we need to have a conversation with crowley and we need him to shut the fuck up and sit down and listen the first thing they should do is shoot him in the fucking face. And then just leave it. That would be so good. Yeah. Um, what else from this episode? Oh, I, uh, poor, poor Atomic Comics girl.
2: Yeah, she didn't deserve that. No.
3: No, that was a shame.
2: I did love the um, the fact that she got killed, but then Abaddon stole her clothes. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty fantastic.
3: Also, poor motel manager. He didn't deserve that either. Yeah. Avedon just killed. Just loves to murder.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, mean, she's a knight of hell. She's a demon. That's what they do.
3: I guess it's her purview, but...
0: She's basically a murder hobo.
3: She's a hell on wheels.
0: Hey. She's,
3: a, she's a fiery redhead. So... Um, Also, she had blood splattered on her for, like, most of the episode, which as we all know, was pretty fucking attractive, so.
2: Hell yeah. So, uh, going going back to how this episode is everything that season six wanted to be, Mm -hmm. Sam and Dean basically have this key to a location that has, like, all of the knowledge that the Men of Letters have accrued, which is basically what the campbell family library was yeah except it i think it's gonna be better it sounds like it's way cooler and better
3: hey whoever came up with the men of letters as a concept give that guy a fucking raise was it al was it adam glass
2: i I mean he wrote this episode yeah but did he? who knows if like this this could have been something floating around the writer's room for a while so whoever you know it could have been on a sticky note for years mm-hmm. so it, you know, it could have been a Sarah Gamble edition uh, we'll never know
3: right I'm going to see if I can find it on the internet Adam Glass we've talked about him before I mean mm-hmm. he writes a ton of episodes on Supernatural and as with most of the writers on this show is a mixed bag they're just not all gonna be winners. Um, but he's written fifteen episodes, including Two and a Half Men, All Dogs oh, Go yeah. to Heaven.
2: He's, he's the one where like he's got a rough starting out point, but mm-hmm. he, he's got he's starting to correct.
3: He did yeah. a lot of stuff with um, Eve, who, as we all know, is the most worthless character of all time. Um, mm-hmm. But then he also uh, seems to be the person who introduced Garth as a concept, which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, this episode was really great. He also wrote Southern Comfort, which was a good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he's he, again, it's a mixed bag. And it's just this episode has Supernatural has over 300 episodes, like they're just, again, they're not all gonna be winners, and that's okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, he was also uh, not only a writer, but executive producer on the show um, from the years 2012 to 2015, and uh, yeah, he's, he's had quite a hand in this, and if he did create the Men of Letters as a concept, like good job yeah good like job. continue good on with that so this is like as much as i'm kind of like eh, when it comes to late season world building which really my issue with late season world building just goes back to my issue with shows that run this long unless it's truly truly episodic no story should go on forever. Yeah. Um and Supernatural is not it it is does have some like episodic elements with its Monster of the Week stuff, but it is not episodic in its meta story at all. Mm-hmm. Um so I think I get um, Adam Glass mixed up with another writer.
2: Hold on. Mm. Uh, as far as like late show world building goes I think it can be done well as long as it doesn't directly contradict anything that has been previously established and I think with what what we were shown with the Men of Letters and basically the history of Henry Winchester mm-hmm. um, it all just kind of fits because not only does it fit in like the world it also fits in the original season five narrative of sam and dean absolutely have to be born and they touched on this a little bit at the end of the episode right and i think that it just um i just think it was a really good job
3: well in this episode does time travel in the way that like we're like creates a a loop right henry we find out was always meant to go back to go forward in time he was always meant to save sam and dean
2: and then he was always meant to die
3: and he was always meant to die that's why he wasn't around in john's life Mm -hmm. um i think the
2: fact that it's a closed loop is what makes it easier or like more believable yeah because it's not like... They didn't bootstrap it or anything. Right. They, they like, basically created this narrative and then put this time travel element in it and still made it make sense. Like, we didn't... We didn't back-to-the-future-divergent-timeline this. Like, this is the timeline, and this was always going to happen that exact way.
3: Mm-hmm. Um... It... Uh... Also... Um... Oh, my God. I completely fucking lost track of what I was going to say. Um, when did you realize that Henry was going to die?
2: Immediately. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he came into the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, as soon as it was like, this is Henry Winchester, I was like, all right, nice knowing you, Mr. Winchester.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> my name's Henry Winchester, and I'm going to live forever.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: I mean, there is like a fourth just, seat in the Impala.
2: As soon as... A fourth seat. Um, yeah, I, it was like, as soon as it was established that this was Henry Winchester, grandfather of Sam and Dean Winchester, I was like, okay, so he's gonna die.
3: Sam and Dean will lose no father figures allowed! <laughs> <laughs> we will kill just all of them!
2: Um, And I think... I I liked I just liked Henry interacting with Sam and Dean mm-hmm. as like a man out of time, and also realizing that those are his grandchildren and all that stuff. Yeah, like I I just really loved how, like, yeah, I don't know, it, it was just it, it, it just there's so much of the about this episode just kind of came together in a really good way. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, I will say and y'all might disagree with me on this and I might get some hate. I do think Dean kind of phoned I think Jensen Ackles kinda phoned this episode end in.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. A little
3: bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. Especially with that ending scene when Henry is dying and he and because Dean and him had a little bit of conflict throughout the episode where Mm Dean immediately is like, oh, Henry Winchester? You mean the guy who abandoned our fucking dad? Yeah. Who dad hated? Blah, blah, blah. Which, like, mm-hmm. understandable. Um, <clears throat> and Sam's like, no, this is fucking cool. Like, it's nice that we get to meet, you know, a grandparent who maybe doesn't want to murder us and isn't going to yeah. take advantage of my soulless nature. <laughs> <laughs> um, um
2: uh, I, oh, I wanted to say in that vein, mm-hmm. this It really took me back to early Sam and Dean, where basically Dean takes John's word as law. Yeah. And Sam is willing to be a little more interpretive with it. Yeah, Yeah. I
3: definitely, when Sam was talking about Henry to Dean, I definitely had some like season one and two vibes. Big
2: time. I I honestly I think that's why I liked this episode so much. Yeah. Because it brought so much of that early seasons energy back.
3: Yeah. Um. But at the end, when Henry was dying, I think that Dean Dean has a little like line where he's like, "Cool, thank you." And <laughs> yeah, I don't know the way he service. says it; it's so casual, and I was just yeah. like. Is this, this, it feels like, it just feels like, it feels like Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki trade off (laughs) moments where they're like, hey man, thanks for giving me that coupon to Denny's one time. I really loved getting half off that grand slam. I really, I really appreciated that. Thank you so much. Oh my God, are you dead? Like, I just... And usually it's it's Sam. Usually Sam has lines where he's like, where, I don't know, he's like finding out that Cass is in fact alive and he's like, oh my god, bro, how was Cabo? This is so crazy. I cannot wait to see your vacation pictures. I'm so excited. But this, this episode, it was Dean. Like the way he talked to Henry as his grandfather was dying after finding out that he did not abandon his family. He did not abandon his only son. He wanted to be part of his, to be part of John's life and therefore be part of Sam and Dean's life and was willing to change the fucking past, change the future by fucking everything and going back in time. And, like, stopping Abaddon back then, there's this moment... So, Dean basically has to, like, kind of kidnap Henry to get him to come with him when Sam's been kidnapped. Mm -hmm. And, obviously, from Dean's point of view, this is the only way to, like, save Sam. And it completely makes sense. From Henry's point of view, it's less... Like, why worry about saving Sam in the here and now when I can go back in the past and make sure none of this ever happens? Um, which is also, you know, an understandable, understandable motivation for Henry. And Dean is like, I've stopped an apocalypse, and Henry's like, yeah, and when I'm done, that, you won't have had to. And that moment was like, so fucking groundbreaking for me not groundbreaking Mm. but this idea of going back because one of the most important things in the show has been that since the dawn of time dean and sam have always had these roles to play in the apocalypse and the idea of henry loving his family so much that he is willing to fuck up the time stream to make sure that they don't have to suffer through that is huge when Dean has been told his entire life that Henry was a deadbeat who ran off on the family and, like, left his, you know, left John to grow up alone. And when he's dying, Dean's reaction is kind of like, have you finished that Sudoku? Can I have that back? <laughs> Can I have the paperback, man? I don't know.
0: It's like, bro, I lent you um. a pen. You're getting blood all over it. What the fuck?
3: I, th- I think they're tired. <laughs> I think they're just a little tired. That's not to say mm-hmm. that, De- like J- Jared Jensen Eccles is obviously a very good actor, and he definitely has some like um, good moments in this episode. Usually, the angrier parts. Mm-hmm. So, um,
2: I don't know. as far uh, so as like a justification for that, Dean has been subject to most of the time travel shenanigans. Mm. And I feel like, especially with Dean knowing that he and Sam were always meant to be, uh, you know, in this way, Mm. um, I think in some ways Dean might have just been going through the motions (laughs) because he was like, alright this whole time travel thing will sort itself out after a while I think so I, I just need to
3: I like the I theory just need to
2: ride along.
3: that Dean has just gone through the time stream so much that he's lost his like soul <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah I just I don't know I thought it was funny I really did love that scene in the end though um, where Sam and Dean are talking about like, their legacy, their family legacy, Um, how, Mm -hmm. you know, the angels, like, heaven, tried to bring their mom and dad together. Um, Sam has a line where he says, the Winchesters and the Campbells, the Brains and the Brawn. That's so good.
2: That was really good.
3: Because John, you know, we focus a lot on, like, Mary being this Campbell and this Hunter, um, and coming from, like, a huge Hunter family, but, you know, John is obviously... John was not incidental. Um, the Winchester family line is also very important. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
2: I, well, and that that's the other thing. I like how... Um, I like how they pulled that in, too, because, you know, back when we found out about the Campbells and Mary Winchester's past, uh, it was, like, this huge reveal, right? Like, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, my God, like you know, you expect John's side of the family to be the hunters when really it was Mary's side of the family that were hunters. And now we find out that John's side of the family actually did have like a a toe dipped into the supernatural. And I think it just, it all just like helps make it feel like it it all came together for this. Yeah. Um, It was just, it was like a really cool reveal basically. Uh, And I think, Uh, I I really liked the scene or like the the sequence of Henry talking about how men of letters are basically like chroniclers, they're observers, they're men of science, for Mm -hmm. lack of a better word. And they have these like notebooks and then they pull out John's notebook and then it turns out that that notebook was originally meant to be Henry's um, men of letters notebook. Yeah, Um, and that like hit a little soft spot in my heart because I also have a notebook with my dad's initials in it Um, Uh. but then like uh, Henry reading through John's notebook and I think John basically it, it kind of like I think in Henry's mind it registered that John even though he had like a hunter lifestyle in his like I don't know Blood, more or less. He still had this Men of Letters chronicler attitude. Right. And Sam says something about, oh, that's a hunter's notebook. Every hunter has a notebook. But I think there's something about the detail in John's notebook with, like, the drawings and the, the historical pages and everything. Like, um, I, I just really like how John's notebook is what tied him back to the Men of Letters even though John never knew that he was supposed to be a letterman,
3: right? And um, I, I, yeah, I
2: just, I loved that.
3: I uh, will go ahead and say that in the conflict of the men of men of letters. Um. They are kind of. I don't know. I'm playing through Fallout New Vegas right now, so I'm just thinking about the Brotherhood of Steel, anyways. Yeah. Uh, but they oh, kind of yeah. remind me of the Brotherhood of Steel.
1: Mm hmm. Um,
3: they're collecting all of this, like, magical and supernatural knowledge, and for what?
2: Yeah, for what? The o- mm, only thing
3: knows? we've seen of them up till this point is, like, hey, and again, they do come back. So this does get fleshed out. But hey, guys. Um, were are uh, like they just get they just get taken out in like the first 10 seconds we know about them. Um, so I think the concept is really cool, but unless they do something with it. They kind of suck.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think this is going to be more of a boon for Sam and Dean Mm -hmm. than it is for the Men of Letters in lore in general. Mm -hmm. Like, all of this collecting that the Men of Letters have done is going to wind up being more useful for Sam than it ever was to the actual Men of Letters. Uh, by, and by Sam, I mean Sam and Dean. Um,
3: Silence again. I guess I guess we'll just have to wait and see.
2: I yeah. guess we will.
3: The only way out is through, Travis. Mm-hmm. Oh, also this episode is called as time comes goes by, which is of course a reference to the uh, song written in 1931 uh, by Herman Hupfeld which is a great fucking name
1: yeah
3: uh it became famous when it was featured in the 1942 Warner Brothers film Casablanca performed by Dooley Wilson as Sam we find out that um that uh John used to hum the song all the time because it was a little uh music box that he has had as a child that would help him go to sleep because when henry uh you know when he was a child henry took him to like a movie that scared him and Mm -hmm. as time goes by was one of the things that calmed him down which i thought was really sweet and it's a really beautiful song if you haven't listened to it and casablanca is a really fucking good movie if you haven't watched it go watch casablanca like right now it's great um, 10++ plus plus would recommend. Hell yeah. So, uh, do you guys want to learn a little bit about Abaddon?
1: Sure. Yeah.
3: Okay. So, this is coming from uh, Wikipedia, the best research source in the world. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guy from my high school who created it. <laughs> he was from my high school. Was he? Wait, was he? Oh, no. Yes. I thought he was Huntsville High. <gasps>
2: nope. He was Randolph.
3: Son of a bitch. Ah,
0: mm-hmm.
3: oh, fuck you,
0: Randolph.
3: <laughs> We're gonna go meet out in the streets.
0: Yep. Whatever. he trying to pick f- a fight with everybody.
3: He was from Huntsville. Um, Indeed. I believe you picked a fight with me, good sir.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's... Uh, the point is, is that he's from Huntsville, and he did, in fact, attend Randolph, son of a bitch.
1: Ha <laughs> yes. Okay,
3: <laughs> anyways, fuck, fuck him. <laughs> fuck Wikipedia, I hate it now. Um, Abaddon <laughs> is a, uh, first appears in the Hebrew Bible as a reference to a bottomless pit Often appearing alongside the place Sheol, Sheol, oh, oh, which we've mentioned before, yeah, as a grave and the realm of the dead. Of the dead, it is both a literal place and a figurative place uh, in the Hebrew Bible. Um, Abaddon also refers to a angel who appears in the Book of Revelation, aka the book that was definitely written on some hard-fucking-drugs, uh, where he is described as the king of an army of locusts.
2: Damn, Abaddon just keeps getting cooler and cooler.
3: His name is first transcribed in Greek, Revelation nine eleven, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, a name that means destruction. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's both a place that gets mentioned a couple of times, and... Uh, a, an archangel that commands a swarm of locusts, which is fucking terrifying. Uh, people who have seen the Prince of Egypt might recall that locusts was one of the plagues on Egypt. So mm-hmm. God is going back to the greatest hits in, for Revelation. Uh, the, here are the times that he appears in the Hebrew Bible, um, or the word does, meaning, like, a place of destruction. Uh, Job 26.6, the grave is naked before him and destruction has no covering. Job 28.22, destruction and death say. Job 31.12, it is a fire that consumes to destruction, which is just a badass fucking line. Damn. Guys, we should start a hard metal... Like a heavy metal group called abaddon
2: i mean I, that would be no cool it hasn't already been done right yeah
3: i mean that's that's fair uh psalm 88 11 shall thy loving kindness be declared in the grave or thy faithfulness in destruction by the way grave here is sheol and destruction is abaddon proverbs oh, yeah. fifteen, eleven. Hell and destruction are before the Lord. How much more the hearts of the children of men? And Proverbs 27.20, hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of men are never satisfied.
2: Man, hmm. the fucking Old Testament is so metal. It's
3: so fucking metal. <laughs> Hella <laughs> metal. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, in the New Testament, Abaddon appears as an archangel uh, in... Revelations. Revelation nine eleven. A king, the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek, Apollyon. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why the show went with Abaddon <laughs> for yeah. the name. Uh, and I think that's just kind of, like, they really picked, I mean, other than switching the, uh, I guess, species from angel to demon, um, Abaddon is just such a perfect name for this character because Abaddon the demon is just like fucking hell on wheels destruction. Um, which I just think is pretty fucking cool. Good job, guys. Hell yeah. So, Abaddon, because it's so fucking metal, appears in several instances in popular culture, including. Dan Brown's book, *The Lost Symbol*, uh, mentioned in *The Pilgrim's Progress*. Hmm. Also, uh, John Milton uses Abaddon as the name in the of the bottomless pit in *Paradise Regained*. Paradise Regained, Paradise. The words uh, Abaddon appears in a couple of different comics, so. Hold on, I just got to music. Abaddon is the name of a Polish hardcore punk band.
1: Ooh.
3: American deathport band, when with blood comes cleansing album, horror has a track called Abaddon's Horde. Very appropriate. Good job with blood comes cleansing. American metal band Saviors titled their two thousand eight album Into Abaddon, which features a track of the same name. What I'm saying is, it doesn't seem like there are a lot of. Uh, there are a lot of American bands with the name Abaddon, so I think we really could...
2: We could really get this to take off? We could really we could, get
3: this to fucking... We could...
0: Yeah. All right, let's do it.
3: All right. What instruments are we going to play, Ben? <laughs>
0: mm, I think Travis... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Travis you guys is going to play, play all the, all the, instruments? And the tambourine, and I'll play all the other instruments. <laughs> there we go.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. We can't play, do I'm, any live shows. <laughs> I'm going to play the triangle. You cannot look hardcore playing a tambourine. It just cannot be done. Uh, yeah. Abaddon also appears, obviously, as several in several television shows, including Torchwood, Lost, Matthew Abaddon.
2: Oh.
3: The Secret Circle, Enlightened, Uh, Supernatural, obviously. What? (laughs) I know. The most (laughs) shocking one of all. But yeah. Abaddon. Really fucking cool. Hardcore, man. Just fucking hardcore. Hell yeah. Ooh, also in Gnostic in the gnostic third century acts of thomas i've really got to read up more about gnosticism every time i learn something new about the gnostics i'm just like so fucking cool i love this abaddon is the name of a demon or the devil himself
2: hell yeah
3: mm, that's red ben i want to do a quick check-in okay a quick do we like season eight now check-in
0: yeah, since the real first episode of the season.
3: <laughs> Which was two episodes ago? No, this episode. What, this, oh, this episode? Oh, okay. It's yeah, changed I mean. the complete trajectory of the season.
0: Nah, because it started a new season? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Everything else we've seen of this season was just season seven.
2: I, think- I see. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. When we were finishing up season seven, you were talking about how you had already, like, breached into season eight. Mm-hmm. And now I understand.
0: You're picking up what I'm putting down.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down with that. Because I, I see, like, basically, like, Dean defeating um, Dick. Uh, Roman. Dick Man. And, like, the aftermath of that, and then Sam dealing with it, and then all the, basically, I can see how all that, like, is definitely a lot more, yeah, it's a lot more attached to season seven than it is season eight.
3: Yeah. I think that this season has the opposite problem of season seven. So, season seven, I really loved the meta story but was not a fan of a lot of the individual episodes.
1: Mm.
3: Season, well, not that it didn't have some like amazing moments, but season eight, there are individual episodes that I am really loving, but I'm not quite sure if the meta story is coming together for me yet.
2: Yeah. Right. But
3: That's we have wrong. been so bogged down by these stupid fucking flashbacks that like,
2: I don't know, maybe now that those are done. Um, we can move I'll on. agree with I'll agree with uh both of you guys in that this basically starts a new meta narrative for season eight mm-hmm. where previously it was bogged down with season seven fallout shit. Um and I can't wait to see where this goes. I this episode alone has hooked me into the rest of season eight. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I liked I liked what we saw with Benny. Wish there wasn't so many flashbacks. Um, I kind of wish we had explored that relationship a little bit more yeah. between Benny and Dean, and then bringing Sam into it. Um, I think that was worthy of more time. Um, but now I don't care because this is the new awesome thing and I want to see where this goes. Yeah. I want, I I, want to see where this goes more than I wanted to see where Benny and Dean went. Come on,
3: keep Denny's alive.
2: I mean, Travis will always be alive in my heart. (laughs) Denny's. Denny's is the grand (laughs) slam that we all needed.
3: (laughs) It really is. (laughs) make dean buy to make denny's canon what is their ship name now i now i do i want to know or do i want to keep it should i not spoil it for myself you know what i mean yeah bean bean is also pretty good as a ship name bean bean yeah
2: i don't know i think i think denny's is it
3: it's not as good as Denny's. Guys, I'm about to sacrifice my metadata forever by Googling this. Hold on, please. Oh, also, I don't... What is... What is Denny's ship name is what I almost typed. Okay. Um, I uh, looked at the reviews for this episode on IMDb because you know we love reading those out. They are very, very long, and also mostly unanimous in how good this episode is there is one 5 out of 10 um
2: did I write it? oh it is Denny
3: <laughs> okay it, it is, is that's the official ship Denny? name is Denny yes 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 yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um there is one 5 out of 10 review it's the lowest review and it's titled songs, swan song question mark what? yeah I never thought I would ever find Supernatural boring. Did you watch last episode? But this season is really mortally boring. There's no plot the besides fuck? this Kevin Did thing. Did we watch
2: the same show? Hang on. <laughs> Are we watching the same show? Are you sure they're not talking about last episode?
3: They I mean it's it's on the as time goes by, I think they're just talking about in general. But I will say If they're talking about this episode being boring, yeah, I'm with you. Where the fuck are they getting this? Because this episode is actually incredibly fast-paced compared to a lot of other episodes. It's fast-paced and it's interesting because we are getting new information! Yeah, it's really, like, we're two minutes into the episode and already the Men of Letters are dead. There's a demon chasing after henry he's traveled to the future like we are not waiting around for this and then we barely get to where sam dean and henry have met each other and abaddon's already caught up with them like this isn't this isn't an episode where they fuck around like this is Mm -mm. we have shit to do um okay but this review is kind of amazing There's no plot besides this Kevin Tran thing lingering in the back. Dean thinks he's a wonder with his heavy fake tan and throws faces and nasty jokes to everyone all the time. Sam is dealing with some stuff again, but less convincingly this time. This might be my favorite review of all time, actually. Like, I don't agree. (laughs) Castiel is not enough on screen, but comes just to add a layer to that old humorless angel and naive behavior. Crowley has no more trick in his sleeve, so they count on other characters to put some kind of rhythm in it, such as Garth or Charlene? Question mark? Who is Charlene? It's Charlie. They mean Charlie. Oh, no. <laughs> but that's not enough when titans like Bobby or Lucifer are no longer here to support the adventures of Sam and Dean. You know what? Pour one out for Bobby. I'll give you that. Even in this yeah. episode, where we meet an important member of the Winchester family, which would be impossible in real life. Okay, oh. my... Oh, <laughs>
1: Oh, God. <laughs>
3: okay you're right you have to give them that too they're right it would be impossible for time for your dead family member to fucking time travel to fight a demon with you I wasn't convinced not that every Winchester now that every Winchester has been met what's left to boost the story the grandma However, the character of their grandfather, father's side, was pleasant. We apparently have to believe that everyone in the family was a model-type man, and, that, and there's the fact that a man living in the 50s with a very correct language understands perfectly Dean's mumbling and slang. Okay, but besides that, the story was nice to watch. It also brings an important question. Will there be a legacy to Sam and Dean? Winchesters and Campbells were married and had children, but it seems impossible for these two. Will it be on their shoulders to eradicate every single nasty thing on Earth? I hope the show will bounce back, because that's a real crime to waste such good material. 5 out of 10.
2: What the fuck (laughs) show are they watching? This
3: is my favorite (laughs) review of all time, because it points out the very big plot hole, which is that time travel is actually impossible, and there's no way... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that in real yeah. life <laughs> you could meet your grandfather that way <laughs> you have to do it the way everyone else does <laughs> and if he's dead you're shit out of luck I'm sorry <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give that review a 10 out of 10 very helpful thank you so yeah. much <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I gotta oh, you guys don't know this
2: but I, the uh, <laughs> the review I read uh, the review i wrote for last episode i put it as the stinger
0: <laughs> nice nice
3: i am making an imdb account specifically to upvote this fucking review <laughs> or whatever the fuck you do on imdb oh that that's good that's good everyone else was like 10 out of 10 oh that's so true there yeah. was it wasn't the only like negative ish review but most most of this was pretty positive, so. Hell yeah! All right, I think that uh, wraps this episode up. Let's, uh... Travis. I'm so excited just to say the title of next episode to you, like the next oh. episode to you.
2: Oh boy! I think
3: this is going to be this is going to be good. I hope it's good. Okay. Travis, this next episode is called. Everybody hates Hitler. Jesus Christ!
2: (laughs) What's it about? What's it about? Wow! How is this episode not sparked? Well, I guess it was 2013. It was back when everyone could hate Hitler. Um, (laughs) But this episode... Oh, man. So, Sam and Dean set out to make the worst Broadway musical of
0: all time <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love what this podcast has produced for us here <sighs>
3: well Travis yeah. I don't know if that's gonna happen but I sure <laughs> should hope it does Can we just watch the producers?
0: Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck yeah, we can.
3: (laughs) Oh, God. I want people to start doing plays like local theater again. Everyone go get vaccinated so I can go watch Cats live. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Travis, I don't know if that's going to happen, but if it does, we'll talk about it next week on Hey Assbutt. Thank yeah. you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear more from us, you can check out our website, Habcast.com, where you can gain access to our social media links. That is at Habcast on Twitter and Instagram, and Hey but a supernatural podcast on Facebook. Um, you can also get a link to our Patreon, where for $3 a month, you can support the podcast podcast and us and our dream to go to adult space camp at Disney World. Um, no, just kidding. All the money goes back into the podcast. Uh, but you can uh, gain access to the other show we do, let Shag Ass. That's what Ben and I were fighting about earlier, um, where we watch things that supernatural actors have been in that are not supernatural. Uh, we've had some really good episodes recently. We watched Evil Dead 2 and Freaky and Dirk Gently Solistic uh, Detective Agency all 10 out of 10s so go check that out uh, it's a fun time thank you guys so much until next time have fun
0: and don't die bye